0: Welcome to Never Apologize for Being an Asshole, a podcast where I tell you about yourself and then some. Tough love lives in this house, baby, and you're invited for a sleepover. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four of Never Apologize for Being an Asshole, hosted by me. Okay, so anyway. Um, so as you probably saw when you clicked, um, this episode is about trust, and I actually want to credit my boyfriend for giving me this idea. Um, I always talk to him about you know everything that I'm planning on doing, and you know, um, I I I really value his input, um, on a lot of things. So I was like, you know, what do you think I should focus on for my podcast this week? And we thought about it for a minute and he was like trust and i was like you know what i freaking love that now when most people think of trust they automatically think of like being in a relationship but there's so much more to trust um and and there's so many aspects of trusting someone that you come across in your daily life whether it be in the workplace whether it be um you know in a friendship in a relationship or with your family so You know, before I delve into everything um, related to trust, um, I just, again, um, wanted to uh, direct your attention to what's going on in Ukraine and if there's any way that you can help. Um, I know I spoke about uh, my podcast last week, which let me just apologize for being a day late on this. Um, I am starting my classes at Purdue um, next week and I have been really um, trying to drive down a new time management system because my classes are going to be a lot harder and more detailed and I just you know, I, I, I need to focus on a plan. Um, so I was actually speaking with my therapist. And yes, I have a therapist because everyone should have a therapist, in my opinion. Um, and um, she actually told me to break down my schedule in, you know, 15 to 30 minute increments, and then just plan out the next two days. And I actually um, started doing that. And it's, it's amazing. And Um, If you're someone that thrives on schedules um, like I do, um, being able to write everything out and then cross things off as you go through the day gives you a feeling of accomplishment. So thanks to Dr. Bailey for helping me with that. Um, Now, back to um, the crisis in Ukraine. Um, I spoke about it in an earlier podcast, but I just want to reiterate it. Um, Airbnb is waiving all fees. So um, obviously you don't have to go to the Ukraine, but it is a way to help someone directly. um, If you're wary about donating to an organization because you're not really sure where the money's going or whatnot. Um, I mean, a lot of people are like that. Um, You can go on Airbnb if you don't have an account. It's free to set one up and you can actually um, go to a place anywhere in Ukraine, Kyiv, any of the major cities, and just search for, you know, an available Airbnb. Most of these rooms are going for like $30 a night. So if you were going to donate, you know, $100 to somewhere, you can book three nights with someone and that money is desperately needed by so many people. Uh so it's just an easy way for you to help out and again if you are not financially able uh to help out anyone contact your local Ukrainian church. Um just google the closest U- Ukrainian Ukrainian evangelical church um, and you can talk to someone from there who probably has direct resources. Maybe, you know, they are collecting things you can go and help distribute or things like that. Because as I said before, if you don't um, have the finances to donate, which let's face it, a lot of us don't, um, the biggest thing that you can give is your time. So um, I just wanted to touch on that again and um, just You know, continue to be aware, um, look at a lot of uh, news outlets like Newsmax, things like that, that are a little bit more independent, um, you know, than the mainstream media, um, because a a lot of the stuff, you know, is filtered so much um, that we sometimes don't get the full story or the full image of what actually is going on. So I encourage you to look outside, uh, check out the hashtag of, you know, crisis in Ukraine or Ukraine war and start following some individual accounts on Instagram or Twitter, um, you know, to familiarize yourself because a lot of these people are posting, you know, raw footage, real things that are actually happening there and it's not being filtered through anything. Um, So whatever you can do to help You know, even if it's just saying a couple prayers, if you are a religious person, let's try to do that because, um, you know, being a quality human being doesn't just stop with, you know, at our borders, you know, the world is humanity and, and we need to treat it with respect, care and love and um, that's all i'm gonna say on that so without further ado let's actually get into the podcast which is talking about trust actually i'm telling a fib before we get into trust i actually just wanted to give you guys a little update um not only have i been um trying to work on my time management But I actually have started exercising a lot more and um, I started the Couch to 5k program, um, which is an app that you can download and basically it takes you from a couch potato to being able to run a 5k. Um, it's, it's got a suggested piece, but, um, yeah, I didn't even get through day one. Um, I got about halfway through and my thighs... Seriously, like, like it, it feels like someone just lit a fire inside my thighs and I'm pretty frustrated because it just signifies how out of shape I was, but um, I'm going to keep working on it. And you know what, if it takes me three weeks to get through day one of this workout it takes me three weeks. But damn it, I will finish this. It may take me four years, but I'm gonna finish this. Because I have a really bad habit of getting frustrated and not finishing something that I start. Which is why like when I posted recipes on my blog, I would like fall off after like, you know, two weeks or whatever. But um, I'm really trying to commit um, to things that I want for myself. Um, you know, after the whole breast cancer scare, you kind of get a new lease on life. And I'm really trying to treat myself better, kinder, and stick with things that I start. So yeah, I thought that you guys would think that that was really funny, that um couldn't even get through day one of the <laughs> couch to 5K workout. So yeah. Um, and, and when I tell you that I couldn't get through... I I literally stumbled into the house and fell into the bed, put an oscillating stand fan onto my body on full blast because I was covered in sweat. Like it was really bad, but I'm going to keep pressing through. I've, I have made a promise to myself that, um, every other day that I would be doing this and, I'm going to keep doing it, except if there's inclement weather, obviously. If it's pouring rain outside, I'm not going out there. So, um, but, you know, on those days, I just take the dog on an extra long walk and just really try to do at least 20 to 30 minutes of some kind of activity every day, which is more than I had been doing prior to, you know, losing weight and everything. So, yeah, I'm just really trying to stay committed to, you know something some kind of activity even if it's not what i originally wanted to do that day hence complete day one of the couch to 5k <laughs> so now all right now we're going to get into the whole trust thing let's go all right so you guys know that i am huge on definitions And I've explained it many times, so I'm not going to keep explaining it. But basically the gist of it is when we have a clear definition of something, um, whether it's a topic or, you know, uh, something, I, I believe it brings clarity to the discussion, argument, conversation, you know, whatever you're having. So what exactly is trust? So um, I looked up a couple definitions and I came up with a variation um, my interpretation and um, basically um, to trust someone means that you are relying on another person and it's because you feel safe with them and have confidence that they'll not hurt or violate you. Um, so again, so to trust someone means to rely on another person because you feel safe with them and you have confidence that they won't hurt, violate, or betray you. Um, so what are we saying by trusting someone? Well, um, trusting someone is actually very it's a very vulnerable thing to do because, um, I talk a lot about power and, um, when you trust someone, you are giving up a little bit of your power and you're giving off that part of your power where you're protecting yourself. And, a lot of people let down their defenses very easily others like myself are like brick walls and I am working on you know, trying to be more vulnerable and part of um, being vulnerable was doing this podcast. um So you know and that's something that you know you have to work on if you're very um you know brick walled and you have like you know giant fences around you um trusting is hard and usually uh when you don't trust or you have a hard time trusting it's because something happened which breaks that trust down and i'll get into the neuroscience of that uh, later on in the podcast, but basically we are hardwired in our brains to trust. So when something traumatic happens, which causes a breakdown in the trust, our, our brain literally misfires certain things, and I mean there there's a there's a physical, you know, re- brain reaction that you know th- it's not just all emotional. Um, so by trusting someone, you know, you're, you're giving up a a bit of your power and not in a bad way because it's good to trust someone, you know, you can't walk through your life never trusting anyone because that's just no way to live. So if you have been hurt or damaged or whatever, you know, keep listening, because I'm going to give you some tips on how to cope through that and whatnot. So, um, I, I'm breaking, um, the this down into three categories uh friendship family and relationships because i think those are the most common and directly linked relationships that we have with each other um that would would be scenarios where you know there would be trust breakdowns so you know, what are some breakdowns, um, when we think about trust in a friendship? Uh, for me, um, you know, it's, it's the incessant, you know, old, you know, broken record of talking behind my back, um, gossip, trash talking, you know, throwing me under the bus, um, betrayal, the blame game, things like that. So, you know, um, I'll give you an example, you know, um, Possibly there was a friendship, you know, you've had a friendship and, you know, you guys were inseparable and then all of a sudden, like you guys just started going in different directions. And instead of just saying, you know, oh, you know, maybe we'll hang out when we hang out, you know, the other person is feeling bitter about maybe you moving in a different direction. And usually it's when you're moving in a direction that is different from their lifestyle and 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 a lot of people have trouble with people doing better than them so that that usually is a trigger for you know a breakdown in trust in the friendship because when you start to do better that person is threatened so then they start exhibiting behavior which will make you lose your trust in them and you know that is the talking behind the back so basically you know the what that person will do because they feel threatened is that they will start to try to rally people to side with them so to speak so they start to talk behind your back and then they start, you know, possibly giving up details that you only shared with them because, you know, again, this is a person that is not being trustworthy. So you start seeing this behavior and it can really um, ultimately kill the friendship so those are just some of the examples of a breakdown you know in the friendships the talking behind the back the gossip the trash talking um throwing you under the bus like if it's a work friendship um you know oh who you know who left the door unlocked last night in the office oh uh i don't know uh it was probably so and so And next thing you know, you're getting blamed for leaving the door unlocked. And you're like, wait, what? So, yeah, all those things can lead to um, breakdowns in the trust of friendship and ultimately, you know, destroy the friendship. Let's talk about some of the uh, breakdowns in a family scenario. So um, some of the things that can make you start to distrust your family members you know, are if like they like say like you're you know called to check in with your I don't know sister, and you're like yeah you know oh, um I'm getting an uh, you know I'm I'm interviewing for this new job and you know I'm really excited and everything and then like immediately they just start talking about themselves and they show no interest in your life they don't ask questions. Um, about your life, like, and, and you start to feel this disconnect, um, that disconnect is actually, you're starting to lose trust for them because they aren't, you know, obviously concerned about your welfare and things like that. If they're not even asking questions, especially when you tell them, good news or something so um another another breakdown in trust with families is like manipulation and most of the manipulation in a family dynamic happens with guilt trips like um you know oh I'm not going to be able to make it home this weekend mom like you know I have I have some stuff going on well you know and then the mom's like well you know Everyone's going to miss you like you haven't seen your grandfather and, you know, such and such was really looking forward to, you know, and and basically like it's a manipulation and that manipulation is going to cause like a mistrust because now you're like, well, you know, my family member is literally trying to guilt trip me into doing something that I just told them that I cannot do. So now you've got to rearrange your schedule and everything to try to make that person happy. That actually can lead to mistrust because you you are trusting that individual, in this case, the mom with understanding that you wouldn't be able to come home for the weekend and they use manipulation tactics and guilt trips to try to get you to do what they wanted you to do. And 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 then you can't trust that person anymore. So now you're going to avoid telling your mom when you can't come home for the weekend and just maybe break off connect or whatever because you've now learned that you can't trust, you know, in this case the mom with the information that you won't be able to come home for the weekend. So I I think a lot of people don't realize how much trust is encompassed in little things like that. Like, I bet you never looked at that scenario like, wow, that's a trust issue. Well, it's a breakdown in the trust. Absolutely. Because when you share something about your life, even if it's something as simple as, hey, mom, I can't make it home this weekend you you're trusting that person with details of your life and when they cannot be trusted with the details of your life that is a breakdown in trust um another breakdown um of trust in a family dynamic is when there's no desire to apologize from a family member so say you and you know your cousin get into an argument and you know the cousin is clearly wrong and you know after cooler heads prevail you talk to the cousin and you're like listen you know this was not supposed to happen this way like you know i'm really sorry that, you know, things got out of hand and the cousin is like, well, it wouldn't have gotten out of hand if you or blah, 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 like you, you, you. And and they don't apologize or, f- or refuse to accept responsibility. You know, basically, that is a huge trust breakdown because you went to the cousin in this case and said like, hey, you know, I'm sorry things got out of out of hand the way they, they did and blah 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 and you go on to like, you know, whatever the scenario is and you know, the the cousin is like, Well, you know, if you didn't do this, but oh okay, well hold the phone there a second. So now I'm I'm coming to you. I'm making myself vulnerable and I am trusting you with my vulnerability in this situation and you can't even accept responsibility for your part in whatever the argument was, that's a breakdown of trust because now you know that you cannot trust this particular family member with the apology or the vulnerability that you exhibited in order to try to resolve the issue. That is also a breakdown of trust. So, these are basically just the most common and relatable. I mean, there's a million reasons that trust can be broken in friendship situations or in family dynamics. Um, I'm just using these as some examples to try to drive home how intertwined, you know, trust is with you know certain scenarios like you you don't realize that the trust is being broken you're just looking at it from the situation of wow they can't even apologize to me but that is that is a breakdown of trust because if you know we're supposed to be close and you can't even apologize then you don't trust me either so that's an issue right i hope you you see the clarity in what i'm trying to say here so let's talk about relationship breakdowns romantic relationship breakdowns this is outside of the friendship and family dynamic one of the main things and you would think like cheating would be up there but honestly one of the most prominent things in all my research that i've done this week is actually lying about finances that is a huge huge trust breaker if if you are in a marriage or in a committed relationship and usually it's like one person handles the finances or pays the bills um i know in my relationship you know, we're both very transparent about what we bring in, um, and what needs to be paid. Um, I am the bill payer. So basically, you know, I discuss with, you know, my boyfriend every week, like, okay, um, these five bills are due. I'm going to pay these three this week. And then next week I'll take care of the other two because, you know, and he, you know, basically just, he, he trusts me with that. Now, if I was to take the money and say, oh, yeah, I paid the uh, Comcast bill, honey, but really I didn't. I went and bought my pair myself a pair of shoes. And, you know, he comes home from you know, work one day and the cable's off. He's going to be like, well, why is the cable off? I thought you paid the cable. And then I'm like, well, uh, 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 and now, you know, you're, you're screwed. And now my boyfriend would never trust me with the finances again because I was not responsible and I broke his trust. And that's just an example, you know, um, but lying about finances is a huge, 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 thing in relationships and it it is one of the main causes you would think it would be you know um adultery or you know something like that but it's not the number one breakdown for trust in romantic relationships is finances, lying about finances. So if you are having a little twang because you're not being honest with your partner about the finances and this is triggering for you, Get yourself in check because if that person is important to you, you better get your shit together. You're going to lose them because that's huge. You don't I mean, I always go through, you know, and, and say, don't fuck with my money. And, you know, that's that's a very real thing. I work hard for my money, as do many people. And, you know, if if you lie about finances and you're fucking with someone else's money be prepared for a breakdown in that relationship because you done fucked up sister all right so um the the other thing um that can cause a huge mistrust in a romantic relationship is excessive secrets so like and, and and i'm talking about the phones right now okay these phones are like the best thing that could ever happen and they're also the worst thing that could ever happen because they're just it it, it, as i said in the bullying podcast last week we are so accessible to each other you know and there are some really people out there that are very unhappy with our lives so you know say a girl and a guy go on vacation and you know they're in a committed relationship And they post pictures on their Instagram and Facebook about what a wonderful time they had. And now there is this insecure woman sitting on the sidelines looking at this and going, I want that. He must be perfect because they had such a good time. And now she's sliding into this guy's DMs. And the guy is flattered so he starts to have a conversation and before you know it things get out of hand the girl you know the the girlfriend finds this on the phone and boom trust is broken even if something physically didn't happen the secretive thing that the the conversation that went on is some form of cheating and that that the trust is going to be broken. So if you're like secretive with your phone or, you know, you've got like a crazy password on your phone or, you know, if you're afraid to give your partner your phone, like to even use it to look something up, if their phone is dead, you, you ain't, you ain't doing something right. And eventually your partner is going to pick up on that and they're going to you know accuse you of keeping secrets or being secretive and that is a trust breaker big time um another another thing that causes uh trust issues or trust breakdowns in a romantic relationship is another thing that um can you know be tied to social media so um for instance like you know say you're say you start dating this girl and you know you guys are gonna spend the day together and she's like you know um i just kind of want to stay off social media And, um, you know, don't tag me in anything because, like, I don't want anyone to, like, be jealous that, or, you know, oh, I was supposed to be at work today, but, you know, so just don't tag me in anything. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it's because you're not the only person that they're saying and they don't want the other person to know that they're spending their time with you so this is something you have to be really careful about because if you know this person is on Facebook all the time and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah um you know I I just want to take a break from social media you know now that means nine times out of ten they're up to something and that that leads to a huge breakdown in in the trust so you know, if you're doing that, stop doing that because it's the oldest trick in the book. And when someone who's on social media all the time, all of a sudden says, mm, uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to be on social media right now. So, like, don't tag me in anything. You're up to something, fool. OK. And and ladies and guys, if your partner is saying something like that to you, they're not being truthful. Okay. And then, you know, the other obvious breakdown, um, in trust in a romantic relationship is cheating. And this is physically, this is emotionally, you know, like I said, um, earlier with the whole like secretive thing, like, you know, talking in your phone. Cause let me tell you something, guys and girls. Okay. (laughs) If you are having an emotional connection and a conversation with someone, even if you physically have not touched that person, that is cheating. That is cheating. Okay. Because you should be having that kind of social that emotional connection with your partner. And if you're hiding it, especially okay. When when a kid let me let me let me let me just put this in simple terms. When a toddler who is being potty trained, pees or poops in their pants. Okay. And they hide it from the parent. Even at that age, they know they're, that they've done something wrong. So if you're carrying on conversations with another woman or another man and you don't want your partner to know about it, that's cheating. So so let's just be crystal clear on that. And if your partner stumbles upon these conversations, they're going to not have trust in you because you're literally going behind their back and having a connection with someone else. And if the connection was harmless, you would be open about it. Right. So those are the most prominent breakdowns that I really saw, um, across like all my research through like my own experience through experience, you know, with friends, um, you know, and, and they're big ones. And I bet you didn't even connect some of those instances with trust and, and you have to, because trust is, is so intertwined and every aspect of what we do when we get in the car with someone we trust them with our lives when we get into an elevator we trust that the elevator is going to function properly so and, and, and a lot of it is blind trust so when you really break down some of these scenarios and pick apart the trust aspect of it you begin to understand how vital you know, certain scenarios um, are to the make or break of the relationship, whether it be friendship, family or romantic. So it's important to kind of dissect some situations and find out which aspect of that relates to trust. And that's gonna help you be a more trusting person. And also it's gonna help you become aware of when you should not be trusting a person so let's let's now talk about like okay like say these breakdowns happen like how do you gain back the trust and what are some signs of healthy trust so let's get into that now all right so let's talk about um healthy signs of trust um Basically, um, when you trust someone and this goes back to the depth, the, the, God, I can't talk today, the definition and the definition, um, you know, of trust that, you know, I tried to reiterate to you guys means, you know, uh, to rely on another person because you feel safe with them and have confidence that they will not hurt, violate, or betray you. So basically the main point of healthy trust is to feel safe to feel safe emotionally and physically with that person so what does feeling safe emotionally and physically well basically it means that you don't question their intentions you don't question that they would ever maliciously harm you whether physically emotionally you know or betray you you have enough faith in their character and from what you know about them and your experience with them that they will not put you in a position where you have a breakdown of trust one of the examples that i spoke about earlier on the podcast Um, Another sign of healthy trust is that there's no need to hide anything. So, you know, say you're in a relationship and the scenario where, you know, the person slides into your, your DMs. So now you're a guy, you're in a relationship, and this girl slides into your DMs. You immediately go to your girlfriend and you're like... Yeah, this girl just like tried to slide in my DMs and, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling it and whatever. That transparency means so much to the other partner because you're not hiding anything. And it's just an example, you know, Um, the other thing that is a healthy sign of trust in a relationship is a mutual respect for each other. And that kind of intertwines into, you know, not needing to hide things and stuff like that. So basically, um, and, and this also ties into, you know, the finances. So my, for instance, my boyfriend and I have a mutual respect for each other in that, you know, I trust him when he's out and about to not make, a dumb financial decision like he's not going to come home with a ps5 even though he really wants one um you know he's not going to come home with a ps5 because he knows that it's foolish you know um maybe we're trying to save money maybe you know there could be a million things but you know he's not just going to go out and buy a ps5 and and why is he not going to do that because he has respect for me And how I would feel about that. You know, it's like me wanting to go out and buy a $400, you know, coach bag. I love coach. I know coach is like old or whatever, and it's not in anymore. But I I love coach. So sip on your haterade. I love my coach bags. Anyway, I'm not going to go out and buy a $400 coach bag. Even though I may have done a private dinner, because as I said, I am a chef, I may have done a private dinner, and I'm maybe I made two grand from that private dinner, and I want to spend four hundred dollars on a bag for myself. I, I'm just not going to do it. It's not that I I wouldn't do it at all, but. I'm not going to do it without consulting him first because I have respect for him and I'm not just going to go willy nilly out and, you know, just do whatever, you know, uh, him and I talk about pretty much anything financial and pretty much anything at all. And that is a sign of mutual respect. And that's a huge, huge indicator of a healthy, trustful situation between the two of you. You know, if you're in a friendship and, you know, the one friend doesn't like this other friend and you're now hiding that you're hanging out with this other friend because you don't want the, you know, the friend who doesn't like the person to find out that that's not healthy. That's not trust. First of all, you know, I mean, that's that's totally different, you know, a totally different podcast. You know, it could be part of jealousy or toxic behavior or whatever. But if you, like I said earlier, if you feel like you have to hide something or you can't be upfront and honest, then chances are you shouldn't be doing it. So, you know, those, those three things are probably the biggest, um, indicators of a healthy, trustful relationship. So, Now, what happens if there is a giant breakdown in the trust within a relationship? How can you gain that trust back? Like, what are some ways that you can, you know, earn the trust back of the person that you either violated, hurt or betrayed? One of the ways is and and one of the biggest ways is to actually admit what you did, admit it, accept responsibility for it. Because if you can't accept full responsibility for your part in the betrayal or the breakdown of the trust, then you, it's never, it's never going to ever mend itself. So, okay, for instance, family scenario, because I haven't touched on family in a while. So, you know, you ask your brother to please, you know, stay at your house and wait for the cable guy. Oh, yeah, 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 I'll be there, I'll be there. So you're leaving for work and you call your brother and you're like, hey, you know, you're on your way over, right? Oh, yeah, 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 I'll be there, I'll be there. Really, your brother's still in bed, you know, or he's out putzing around because he thinks that the cable guy's not going to get there, you know, when the cable guy said he was going to be there. Well, then the cable guy comes and your brother's not there well what the hell like you can't ever trust your brother again with something important and when you say something like yo bro like you said you were on your way and he's like well you know you 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 didn't tell me you know what time it was going to be and you didn't instead of just saying yo man i'm really sorry i i thought that i would be able to run to starbucks and grab a coffee before i came over i'm really sorry that i missed the cable guy that would have been the appropriate response the, the the brother then admitted that he had done wrong by not being there when he promised that he would be there. And he took responsibility and said, you know, I really thought that I could get a coffee in time, you know, when really the priority should have been just being where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. So even though. The situation of the trust was broken and, you know, the sibling feels betrayed by the brother who didn't show up when he said he was going to show up. The fact that the brother actually took responsibility and admitted his part in the wrongdoing really helps to gain that trust back because now, instead of being, you know, having that mistrustful feeling and being like, God, I can't believe they did this to me. And then, you know, now they're saying, you know what, I'm really sorry I did that. And I accept responsibility for it. You're kind of like, oh man, wow. So it wasn't because I didn't mean anything to my brother, why he didn't show up. It's because he genuinely just made a bad judgment call that's worthy of me possibly trusting, you know, the brother again. You know, so admit, take responsibility, huge, 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 huge factor in earning back trust. The second thing and um I I I thought of three major things. So, um, you know, the second thing is your actions. You know, your actions will always speak louder than your words. So if you say you cheated on your boyfriend and, you know, you got caught and you accepted responsibility, you admitted it and, you know, the boyfriend is going to give you another chance, you now need to understand that you are going to be analyzed for everything you do now because you are trying to earn this person's trust back so you can't just go back to the way things were before and just expect that person to never ever bring up the fact that you know they you cheated on them you know so you got to be really transparent so if, if if you cheated you know say say you cheated on your boyfriend. You now have to be really transparent. You have to be, you have to overshare information. Like if, if you're going out with your girlfriends, you need to really like kind of overshare and be like, listen, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends. We're going to get a cup of coffee. You know, I'm going to be here, share your location, whatever you feel comfortable with. Just know that you have to go above and beyond. Now you don't have to totally like kiss ass and things like that, because that. You know, that can lead to you actually resenting the person, but you you do need to allow your actions to speak for what you said in your apology. So, you know, you cheated on your boyfriend. I'm so sorry. I will never do this again. You know, you mean so much to me. Then your actions need to prove that that person really means something to you. Everybody's going to fuck up now and then, you know, whether you cheat, whether you lie, whether you do something like that, but how you accept responsibility and how you apologize for that and how your actions, you know, are after the incident is really going to speak volumes of your character and it's going to allow the other person who was wronged by you to really start to gain the trust back. And it's not going to happen overnight. And if the person really means something to you, you will continue to work on it and you will continue to try to earn their trust back. Um, The other thing that you really need to do is to, if the person, okay, again, I'm going to use the cheating scenario because I think it's just so universal and it happens so much. So say your boyfriend, you know, cheated on you. And, you know, he's apologized, he's taken responsibility, his actions are, are speaking volumes, you know, he, he's, he's showing you that, you know, he fucked up and, you know, he's willing to, you know, make this work. But then, you know, something happens and it triggers you and you're like, well, you remember when you did this and, and, and the boyfriend's like, stop bringing up the past, you know, it. That that will not help you earn trust back because in order for this situation to continue to blossom back into a trusting relationship, if that person that, you know, you cheated on with still has reservations or they bring up something, they're they're sharing their feelings. On the situation and and just because you don't want to hear it because it makes you think of the bad thing that you did. Doesn't mean that it should never be talked about again. In order to properly build the trust. The breakdown needs to be discussed and it might need to be discussed 10,000 times over the next five years. You can't just sweep it under the rug. It happened it happened, you need to acknowledge it and and you need to keep talking about it. Now, if your partner is incessantly bringing it up and they're doing it in a way to make you feel guilty or whatever, then then that's that's some toxic behavior and you would need to reevaluate whether or not you really want to earn this person's trust back. So, you know, there's so many iffy scenarios and, and gray areas. I mean, I'm trying, I tried to touch on a lot of the different breakdowns, um, the most prominent ones, you know, uh, what are some signs of, of the healthy trust? You know, how do you gain back trust? Now let's talk about like, if you can't, you just can't come back from it. Like, you know, um, your best friend said that they were going to come feed your cat when you went on vacation. And they didn't show up and you came home and your cat had no food or water. They really put your pet in, in a dangerous place. And, you know, and and it's just unforgivable. And no matter how many times your friend apologizes or whatever, like our pets are like our children. And you basically put my furry pet in danger and I cannot forgive you. I can never trust you again because I trust you with something very important to me in this case the cat, which I don't have a cat. I have a dog, but whatever, you know, and and you put something very important to me in physical jeopardy. I can't come back from that. You know, um, it's OK. It's OK. You don't have to forgive everyone. You don't have to trust everyone. It, it's OK. Like, you know, it. it, it you, first of all, you'll never be able to look at that person again. Um, you know, they, 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 I mean, your, your cat could have died and, and that, that's, that's huge. That is huge. There's some things you just can't come back from. You know, you're, you're married for 35 years and you find out that your wife has been having an affair for the past 10 of those 35 years. That's, that might be something that you can't come back from. Like you literally can never trust this person again. It wasn't like they cheated one time. It's like they cheated for 10 years. Like that is a third of the relationship. That might not be something. And, and honestly, I wouldn't suggest trying to trust that person again. So you really need to evaluate what is worthy of your trust and what is worthy of you walking away you know, and that can be a difficult decision. Um, I find that whenever I'm faced with a difficult decision, um, I, I talk about it with someone that's close to me, you know, my best friend or my family, or sometimes I actually like literally go on my phone and go into my notes and make a list. You know, what are the pros and cons of this situation? Like, should I let this person back in my life and should I trust them? Do I believe that I mean enough to them for them to change? You know, and and then you, you know, you get that whole um that old saying, like, you know, fool fool me once, you know, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And then you learn a very important lesson and hopefully it doesn't damage you to the fact where you're never gonna trust anyone again. And that's, that's another podcast, I I am going to get into that, I have a whole list of things that I want to do. And so many things tie into each other. Um, But I really am just trying to stay focused, you know, on on the trust episode. So as I said, in the beginning, um, when I first started talking about the topic, there is a lot of neuroscience involved with, you know, trust and you know how your brain is wired um so if you're interested in that I suggest you keep listening and even if you're not interested interested in it I suggest you keep listening because understanding why we react and why we feel the way we feel um from a proven scientific you know, a uh, standpoint can be really helpful in you, you know, becoming a person who trusts or becoming a person who, you know, becomes trusting. So let's delve into my favorite part, the neuroscience. Okay, so the part of the brain um, that generally controls your thoughts, actions, planning, decision making... Um, is your medial prefrontal cortex and it's located in the front of your brain and um, if you think about how um, teenagers kind of make like dumb decisions and stuff, that's because that area of the prefrontal cortex actually isn't fully developed. As we grow, um, there is actually a substance called myelin um which um it starts in the back of the brain and it actually moves forward and the myelin actually isn't developed until you're about like 25 years old so that's why teenagers kind of make like dumb decisions or whatever um but that's another a whole other podcast but so basically your thoughts and actions are actually um like controlled by this medial prefrontal cortex um Now there is um, cortical, subcortical, and brainstem activity that goes on there, um, which also affects your attention, your cognition, and your actions, right? So as I said in the beginning, we're actually hardwired to trust. Um, So when there is some kind of betrayal or breakdown in trust, it actually causes um, almost like a short circuit to your neurobiology and it it starts firing um you know this thing called um stri- striatum which is basically your brain like your reward system right so when you experience a breakdown in trust your your brain is now short-circuiting and it's neural networks, they back, they basically turn from good to bad. So the, um, cortisol and the oxytocin, which are things that, you know, um, can cause, um, happy stresses and, you know, um, happy thoughts and things like that. Um, it, this, it actually causes it to deplete. Okay. So, your your brain is now firing signals to stifle this oxytocin, right? So your reward system, your your striatum is actually plunging, right? So you're now associating this with distrust. So in in order to reprogram your brain, you now need to find the way to raise the oxytocin levels and for most people um you know when they experience something um terrible they turn to you know narcotics and narcotics will raise you know the oxytocin in your brain it'll make you feel really good um but long-term use of the um narcotics actually can Make it so that you don't ever healthfully, healthfully reproduce oxytocin again. Um, So what are some ways that we can raise the oxytocin, you know, ourselves? Make the list, make that list that I talked about. Sit down and actually think about, you know, what happened. Think about what you're worth. Think about, you know, am I going to give up certain aspects of my power if I allow this person who betrayed me back in? And if if I do allow them back in, like, what what is it going to do for me? So, you know, basically what happens when someone betrays you or someone breaks your trust Your medial prefrontal cortex, right, where where all your thoughts and actions, your planning, your decision making, you know, your cognition, your action, your attention, you know, this all starts to like misfire and it literally causes this like almost like think of it as a short circuit to your neurobiology and it and and it is linked to making it difficult to trust again so there are physical things that happen in your brain when someone gives you a break you know you have a breakdown of trust with someone or betrayal or you know a violation of your trust And, you know, it's, it's not just all emotional. So understanding that your brain actually is reacting in a certain way, you know, can help you in your decision-making process of whether or not you want to continue to, you know, deal with this trust issue, whether it be with your boyfriend, your spouse, your sister, your brother, or your cousin, aunt, uncle, coworker, whatever. Um, So, you know, I... I I don't want to get too sciencey, but just know that everything we experience is linked to brain activity and it can be explained from a science perspective. So, you know, you're not crazy. You're not crazy for feeling like, you know, your whole world came crashing down when your boyfriend cheats on you. It's 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 a legitimate response in your brain. So, you know, recognize that and, you know, look up ways. Like, how can I, you know, raise my oxytocin levels naturally? You know, things like that. So there, there are methods and things that you can do to help you overcome this trust issue. And, you know, I hope that if any of these scenarios of trust have you know presented themselves in your life that you know you figure out what works best for you and you work through it or you get through it and um you know it's gonna happen there's going to be issues of trust breakdowns through all facets of your life through every year that you're alive you just have to determine whether or not you can come back from that And whether or not you are worthy of, you know, or I'm sorry, the other, whether or not this person is worthy of your trust again, you know, or whether or not this situation is worthy of your trust. So, you know, I I think that if you just start analyzing um, some situations, like I said, and uh, break down instances of trust and mistrust I think that it may help you in all of your future relationships and even the ones that you have now and who knows maybe it'll help repair some things too so that's all I want to talk about this week um, I am already thinking of a new podcast thank you for everyone that has messaged me And shared the podcast and giving me kind words and feedback like it means so much. I really enjoy doing this. And as I said, in my very first podcast, even if I only have 10 listeners, maybe I'm going to help somebody, you know, somewhere along the line. So thank you again for listening. And I'm sorry that this podcast is a day late. I am a slacker and, um, wish me luck next week. Uh, as I start my new semester and, uh, new career path or new, uh, school path, uh, education path, I guess you want to call it scholarly path, whatever at Purdue next week. Um, I'm nervous, but I think i got this so don't forget to like um you know subscribe uh so you never miss a new podcast um share the shit out of it you know i i appreciate it so much like especially if you know someone that's struggling with trust issues or you think they might benefit from this podcast please share it because it just gives me more motivation to keep pumping out really good podcasts for you guys And, um, you know, I want to talk about the things that no one else is talking about. And I hope that I've been doing that so far and that I continue to do that. So thank you so much for all your support. I love you all. Until next time.